6.09 now, and as the federal government launches a new program that will support Canadians who have serious adverse reactions to vaccines, it brings up questions about legalities around them. So to discuss, we thought we'd bring in lawyer Jasmine Dea, who's a lawyer, author, blogger, podcaster, and public speaker. Good morning, Jasmine. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so we heard that news this week from the feds that coronavirus vaccine makers are shielded from liability, which is apparently very common, but I think it puts people on a little bit more edge when they hear something like this. It makes you kind of worried, doesn't it? It does. However, with that news uh, came some very good news, and that is that the federal government has announced that they will be implementing a vaccine injury compensation program, which is a no-fault scheme. At present, Canada, with the exception of Quebec, is the only G7 country that does not have such a program. And what that does is, is enable individuals who develop adverse effects from a vaccine to have compensation in the form of a no-fault program, meaning they don't have to go to court, they don't have to start a lawsuit, they don't have to wait years for any form of compensation, that there will be something available to help those individuals. Okay, so the the, uh, plan is in place and uh, uh, the wheels are in motion, so to speak. But let's uh, break down the vaccine, you know, specifically when it comes to those who want to take it, those who are on the fence. Can we, and we've heard from every level of government that it won't be made mandatory, but if, if that was the case, and again, uh, just hypothetically speaking, could we as citizens of a country or region actually be forced to take a vaccine? So you are correct in that Canada has stated that no, they will not make the ma- uh, the vaccine mandatory. However, we are in unchartered territory. Uh, I think that the approach that Canada is taking right now is the right one. If they tried to make it mandatory, it could raise a lot of skepticism. And as we know, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories about this Mm -hmm. vaccine spread over social media. Um, You know, if there is an attempt to say, okay, all Canadians must take this vaccine, you're going to increase that negative perception that's already a little bit out there. Um, There's also going to be huge legal challenges by individuals saying that uh, you can't do this. It's not appropriate. It's against our religion. You're taking away our rights and freedoms. So although the intention of the government, if they try to make it mandatory, is because they want to try to protect Canadians, try to create herd immunity, they're going to they're going to face huge legal challenges, which may actually result in it taking longer to get everyone vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. So Jasmine, then on that note, we know governments all saying no, but we are hearing that businesses might start to implement rules, whether it's an airline, for example, or something like that. So can a business refuse? for us to work there, shop there, fly with them if we don't take the vaccine? So everything that you stated, each area that you stated has their own set of legal challenges. So in terms of employers, because that's what a lot of people are concerned about Mm -hmm. immediately right now, um, because you've got a lot of people working from home, working remotely, uh, you know, and the question is, are employers going to make us take this vaccine before we return to work? So the short answer is, No, they can't make it mandatory without opening themselves up to huge potential liability issues. So from um, the perspective of administering the vaccine, if you make employees uh, take this vaccine, you have to make it available to them. And right now, we're just 
starting to get shipments of these doses of vaccine available as we've just seen approval. Uh, so, you know, that's problem number one. You, may, you might have a PR nightmare on your hands um, because you might be trying to take away individuals' rights and freedoms. Um, so there's a whole host of issues. If there is any sort of mandate for this vaccine with certain areas of employment, you might see it in specific areas, such as those that do cross-border work that are going back and forth to the U.S. or those that work in long-term care homes. In terms of shopping, uh, can a shop make you take this vaccine before you enter? Um, it is arguably private property, so they do have a say. But at the same time, I don't think that they will have um, an easy time in making that argument from a legal perspective. And then you have to look at the economic perspective. Businesses are literally on the brink of bankruptcy, if not already bankrupt, uh, with the rolling lockdowns and closures. And I don't think they're going to want to add this extra hurdle. Although the government has implemented programs such as SECRA and Sears with the uh, commercial leases to help businesses and uh, the Canadian uh, small business loans, you know, it just, it just hasn't been enough. In terms of travel, a whole other set of issues. You have jurisdictional issues. How do you enforce this if you're flying people from here to there? Um, I think that that's where there's a lot more uncertainty as to what we'll see compared to looking at employers and shops in Canada. I think that over time we're going to see what travel looks like, and it's just too soon to know from a legal perspective what we'll see. What about, and again, uh, all uh, looking ahead and, and uh, you know, best guess, if you will, but what about private functions like a wedding, hearing that, you know, people might be asking folks that they want to invite to get a vaccine in order to attend the wedding or, you know, maybe the uh, wedding company, uh, the organizers or, or venues. Um, can they do that? Or is that just kind of a, when it's a, a private event like that, is it up to the organizers or could they be open to legal challenge? So they are also opening themselves up to potential liability. You are correct in that if you've got um, a private event, you can ask people to get this vaccine. However, if someone gets a vaccine and they have a negative adverse effect, we've seen with the Pfizer vaccine in the U.S. that some of the trials um, indicated that some individuals develop Bell's palsy. We've seen some allergic reactions with the Pfizer vaccine due to the ingredients and people that have these types of um, reactions to these types of ingredients. So if you make people get this vaccine and they develop these types of adverse effects, you are certainly opening yourself up to liability. Really interesting conversation, boy. And I know as the days go on, we're going to have more and more questions for you. We'll hopefully have you back again, Jasmine, to chat more about it. Because I know, especially here in Alberta, we see the numbers, the stats, right? We're in this province, we are the most unlikely of any other province to want to take this vaccine. So I'm sure there'll be more questions coming forward. It will be my pleasure to visit you again and chat more about this. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. That is Jasmine Dea, lawyer at Jasmine Dea and Company, and uh, it's jdlawyers.ca if you have any questions.